Welcome back to our Life Group Leaders Lounge. My name is Brooks Fuller, and I am joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Raquel Freisch-Log yes. and Braden <laughs> Brookshire. And we are stoked to be back today. I wanted to highlight something real quick. If you want um, to, to catch out or check out another great podcast, Braden does one yeah, called yeah. Adventures in Theology. Yes. Braden, tell us about it really quick. Yeah, real quick. Adventures in Theology is just a great podcast for exploring a lot of things more in depth than probably you will go on Sundays. So it's not supposed to be just another like preaching type podcast. So uh, it's more teaching, and it's teaching on things like, yeah, theology, going through books of the Bible sometimes, yeah. uh, sp spirituality, and just a lot of those type of themes, and it's pretty diverse. Sometimes I have guests on, sometimes it's just me, but check it out, uh, see for yourself. It is, I think, a helpful resource. We've recommended it for a few of our leaders. Cool. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for sharing about that. We'll check it out for sure. Um, so today's podcast is all about uh, answering questions. Today's going to be a Q&A podcast. Yes. It's our first one, mm -hmm. Q&A podcast. And uh, I'm just going to fire off some questions for some of our leaders and also some people outside of our church that sent us some great questions. And we'll, uh, we'll get going. We can answer them. See the best we can do here. All right. So uh, question one sent to us by Gabe, uh, who's a life group leader and worship pastor at a church in Chicago called New Life Church. He said, what encouragement would you give leaders whose group isn't showing the same excitement and sacrifice as maybe they are as a leader? Um, well, I think first don't necessarily assume that they're not showing the same excitement. I think um, people can show their excitement in different hmm. ways. Um, and, and potentially, like, if they're just not showing up to group, it could be for so many other reasons than not being excited about it. Okay, okay. So it could be work, keeping them not from, from not making it, or even like um, yeah. so personal challenges. Kind of regardless of you know your interpretation of whether they're excited or not, you keep your momentum. Right. And you keep your energy. Which can be hard to do if you oh, yeah. feel like you're putting a lot of time and effort into it, and maybe people aren't doing the reading, or mm -hmm. coming to group, yeah. or... Um, those kinds of things. So, Bray, what, what, how would you add to what we're yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, just to think of it like an analogy, when you plant a seed, it takes a while till you see it up, go above ground and start seeing the fruitfulness in that way. And so, in a similar sense, to get people inspired or um, around whatever you're talking through, whatever your group is centering itself around, just certainly takes time. It's usually not a one-time thing. Plus, just out of a out of like something I've lived, I had a woman in one of my groups uh, two semesters ago, and. <laughs> probably one of the most quietest people and was not very expressive and so I thought oh man she's just not interested and then at the end of that term she said I can't wait for uh, whatever you're teaching oh, next cool. I'm in whatever you're teaching next I'm in and I just was like so interesting because I totally picked you as the kind of person that couldn't wait to get out of my group that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about because yeah. I've had the same thing happen too yeah um, so definitely don't assume that yeah. They're not, you know, and just trust. getting a lot out yeah. of it. They might still be getting a lot out yeah. of it without them expressing it in the way that you'd hope. Yes. And I guess an encouragement to those who are leaders, but also those who are attending groups. Hey, let's do a better job encouraging one another. Like, don't assume that your leader or so those leading you in whatever capacity know that they're doing a great job. Go out of your way and give specific encouragement. It goes a long way. Yeah. It does go a long way for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think anything else I could add to that. I, I think it's a good question. I think it can be discouraging to be a leader at times. Uh, you do put a lot of time and effort and thought into it. And then, like, um, I think the question is a good question. You know, what do you do? And I think you guys had some good answers, some good insight. 
uh, I think I would just encourage the leaders to um, just recognize that God is working through your group and God is working um, through everything you prepare and that sometimes God's timing in someone's life and what they're doing is different than, than your timing as a leader. So I think just keeping that in mind, I think, can be really helpful. You know? Good. Um, so on that topic about encouragement, let's jump to a second question by a gal uh, who's a life group leader. Her name is Suzara. Shout out to Suzara there. Um, she asked a question, how can you encourage someone in your group that is really having a hard time, that's really struggling, maybe facing a lot of conflict, um, just feeling really down? So just as general. a leader, general speaking, how can our life group leaders just helps encourage someone, pick someone up in a situation like that? I think just, I mean, man, that's what life groups are for, right? Um, just reminding your group members, the especially the one, you know, struggling, hey, like we are here for you. Um, definitely if they're comfortable sharing the that's struggle good. with the group and mm -hmm. allowing everyone to pray for them, um, that's a super regular practice um, yeah. that I hold in my group. And like, you know, we're always texting and when that person is down, you know, what can we do? Do you need help with the kids? Do you need a meal train? Do you need... Oh, that's good. Like, just all so of that So some practical kind of things that you can yeah. offer to help as a group in someone's and, life. And just kind of reminding them, like, if that's the format of your group, if it's appropriate, um, that, like, we are here for you. That is what your life group is for, is to help hold you up when you're feeling down and you're struggling with stuff. Okay, um, that's good. One great idea you could do to even begin your life group semester, and this will tie into this, is you can begin your life group semester kind of getting to know people in terms of even like what their love language is. Mm. And let me just add, there's yeah. they say there's five love languages, yeah. uh, words of affirmation, mm -hmm. uh, acts of service, um, touch, physical, physical touch. touch uh, receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. And what's the fifth one? Um, Quality time. I think, oh, that's like my number one. So, quality time. Oh, but let me just say there's a sixth one too. It's food. Uh, no, I'm serious. That's totally a uh, love language. Uh, like people are giving and receiving of food or whatever. And, and it's for the food itself. But no, my point is this though. Get to know someone's love language because uh, that way when someone in your group is struggling, you'll know in a particular way that will make them feel loved. And so oh, some cool. person, for example, if they're struggling, you can give them uh, all the encouraging words you they want. But what if right. they just needed a hug? Like mm -hmm. to really feel like you were there. Or yeah. what if there's someone who's like, you know what, it would mean the world to them if you just met with them for coffee and sat with them and gave them quality time. Mm -hmm. So my point is try to contextualize it toward that person if they're, when they're struggling as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, something you said, Raquel, was really good because sometimes people don't want to share with the whole group what's yeah. going on, you know? And so they may come into your group and just you can just tell there's a heaviness on them. Yeah. And so maybe you can have a side a side conversation with them about, hey, would you be willing to share this with the group? Yeah. Um, and if not, I'll definitely commit to praying with you. Yeah. Um, or, for instance, like I even had a gal in my group um, this week that was super, super, super discouraged. I just saw her when she came in. And so I asked her in the group, because it's just a small group that night, and she was willing to share, and she opened up her heart, and it was really heavy and hard stuff she was going through. And then during the week, um, on weekend, I called her and just said, hey, you're on my heart, just want to check in, how are you doing, is everything okay, how are mm -hmm. you feeling today? Mm -hmm. So I think going that extra effort as a leader to, you know, first find out, is it okay if you share that? And then, you know, if you do open it to the group, asking the group to pray, we mentioned those things, but even as a leader, making a point, making a note, 
um, reach out to this person during the week and let yeah. them know that you care. Because, I mean, that's, yeah. that is one of our jobs as leaders is to shepherd and care for our group. Um, so that's good. Thank you for that question. That's a good one. Um, how about this question? Um, what about, we've had this asked from a couple different people, um, what about child care in your group? Mm. Okay, so um, this is a little bit more of a practical question, but maybe mm. for those of you who are new life group leaders, how do you deal with child care? So say someone comes in and says, hey, I've got a couple kids, or even you as a leader have a couple kids. Uh, what are some just real basic practical things that you can do as a group leader to help with child care needs? Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few modeled, and maybe you guys can speak into this too, a few good advice uh, under two categories. One is like you guys together pitch in to provide a babysitter or babysitters, depending on the amount of kids there. And so that way, like if it's at someone's house, for example, and uh, someone could be watching the kids in the backyard or just in a different room, you guys can stay focused in that it doesn't fall on all one person to provide babysitting. Yep. And also, it, it's more actually economically friendly when you do it that way versus everyone is on their own finding babysitters for their one kid yeah, back expensive. at home. It so that'd be my first suggestion. The other one could potentially be you guys uh, divvy up the responsibility as parents to watch the other kids. So yeah, it ends up one person ends up missing that night, but they're with the kids and so instead of that being just childcare, I would challenge them to think through, okay, based on what we're talking about, is there a kid-friendly way to also engage the kids? Yeah. And absolutely. tonight's my night to engage them with this topic. So that's just two ideas from me. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. I mean, you, you have a few couples at your group. Do you guys have to deal with childcare or not really? Uh, yeah, and that, I mean, that would be kind of my tip is just really just working closely with the with the members in your group and, and working it best. out for what's best for you guys. Um, we've had meetings at my house before where I could put some of my kids to bed mm. and just get a sitter for another couple. Um, we've Now we have meetings here and we've had sitters here. And then we'll kind of plan, you know, this week we're going to meet, but we don't have a sitter. Yeah. So we're just going to do like a potluck and just really like keeping a pulse on it, I think is the most helpful yeah, good. Uh, thing. Okay. All right. So we're quick firing these questions at you here. Um, how about uh, one question that was asked by uh, Keiko, one of our life group leaders and coaches. She said, what would you say is the ideal number of people in a group and or what is probably the max number of people? in a group hmm. what do you guys think i mean i'm thinking the the 25 range is is a lot like don't <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's probably that's a lot that's some yeah. church plants right there we try yeah. to not i mean there's a couple of our groups that but you know they have 25 members on their roster but yeah they don't all show up yeah, every single that's true. night that's true um but like definitely when they reach that 25 mark we we stop you know promoting people to join that group um i have a couples group i think we're at you know we might be at like 24 but i kind of count it less because they're couples i kind of count them as you know, oh one goodness. unit those are big groups raquel those are big yeah that's a lot um i will say that you know there are more experienced life group leaders who can you know like pastor carter or yeah. um but generally yeah i would say that's too much i would say the eight to ten numbers are good. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess if, uh, one way to filter through this is that the more people, the less intimacy. 
So the more people you have, the less intimacy that will inherently be in the group. And so it's just, if you as a leader, you have to kind of decide the kind of intimacy you're trying to cultivate in that particular group. So in my group that I have this semester, it's very content driven and teaching oriented and the interactive discussion with everyone is so great. So although I have 18 people on my roster and about averaging 12 to 13 per week, it works really well for that dynamic. It's great because we're not trying to have uh, the kind of intimacy that in other life group semesters or in other groups you're trying to have. Yeah. What do you think though, Brooks? Yeah, I mean, I would say probably a good target number would probably be 12 to 15. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus did 12, so that's a good um, number to throw out there. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, th I, think, I think what Raquel said is probably you always is, have to do this. is wise that like, um, you know, like there was a point in my group, I had like 13 guys in my group, but out of those 13 guys, only seven or eight were coming regularly. Yeah. And we do have some larger groups to have a lot of people in the group, but not everyone comes each week. So I think the goal is, it's a question you have to ask yourself. Can I pastor this amount of people? Yes. Can I shepherd these people? Does it feel like people are getting missed yeah. or people are not getting the chance to talk because there's so many in the group, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I would say probably 10 to 12 is probably a good number, but if you do have, you know, more, you just have to find a way to provide that smaller group atmosphere You're in right. that group. Great point. So if you can break people out into smaller groups mm -hmm. or getting like couples with couples, um, that's totally as uh, good as well. The, the challenge is you don't want it to turn into like a sermon where you sit right. and talk and it oh, feels okay. like you're at a church service. It, the goal is interaction, yeah. community with one another. And so if you, that's kind of a gauge you want to think about. Are people, are people getting a chance to talk and share and you feel supported? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So and the larger your group gets, you want to start thinking about, hey, like, is there someone in my group that I can be raising up to be able to yes. yeah. take this group and multiply it? Mm -hmm. um, why don't we ask one more question here? Let's ask one more. Um, so this was asked. I thought it was a great question. Um, you know, should we find someone in our group to help us carry the load in our group as life group leaders? So, for instance, we talk a lot about, you know, we want our groups to be serving. So for you as a life group leader to be uh, leading a Bible study uh, to be following up pastoring people during the week, to be providing maybe snacks or something to eat, to be uh, getting there early, staying there late. And then we're also asking you to make sure that your group is serving. That's a lot for a leader, leader mm -hmm. to carry. So what would you guys say is a good answer to that question? I mean, Brooks, this is something you've been passionate about. Yeah. And honestly, you've been kind of mentoring us in a sense on a good model for this. So I would love to hear first your thoughts on this. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this briefly in one of our yeah. earlier podcasts. But like one way that you can do this and that what we should do this is multiply leadership in your group. Mm -hmm. yeah. You want to absolutely... Um, be raising up leaders within your group to help carry the load, carry the burden. Um, I think it's not only does it help other people grow, does it help people get opportunities to use gifts that they have, uh, but also it's forward thinking. Because if you are thinking about the long term, you can't be the one that has to carry all this by yourself. Yeah. If you do, you will not last. You just won't last. And mm -hmm. so if you raise up someone that has a passion to serve people, or even is just willing to help, you know, maybe it just starts with uh, that, yeah, like, I want to help you. How can I help you? Then maybe give them a chance to find a great service project for your group to do. So that's actually one of our four main responsibilities here at New Break Church for Life Group Leader is to raise up a team of people. So what, what would you guys say? Would you, how would you guys add to that? Why is that important? Well, it's, it's super important. Um, 
I would add as far as like how kind of how to do it. I just have a really open format at, in my group and um, you know, I'm definitely not like always polished and super, super ready. So there is always that, they, there's the space for them to ask, yeah. what can I do? How can I help? And my members feel fully like empowered and capable of texting everybody or mm-hmm. trying to set a plan, trying to, um, you know, hey, let's bring food or, or anything. Just leaving that space open for people to kind of take that initiative on their own, I think is... Cool. That's great. That's great. Brady, any other thoughts? I just would encourage to say that, like, as a leader, your members are not afraid to be asked more of them in terms of responsibility Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. buy-in to the very community that they're part of. Mm -hmm. This is much different than trying to recruit volunteers on Sundays, for example. And so just don't be afraid to be like, hey, you know what, guys? I have a vision that we should share more of the responsibilities of this group. Uh, here's a role. Would someone want to be able to do this particular yeah, role? Absolutely. You'll, you'll mm-hmm. just throw it out there to people and cast vision, and I think you'll get good responses. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. Great. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up there. This is our first ever uh, Q and A podcast for our Life of Leaders Lounge. So mm-hmm. way to go. You can always submit. You guys can. Uh, you guys can always submit. Uh, <laughs> uh, President encouragement. You guys can always submit questions to us. Uh, emails directly or emails yep. down mm-hmm. below the details of here, yep. and uh, we'll always be able to send you guys resources too. If you guys need resources on a particular topic of leadership or apologetics mm-hmm. and a book mm-hmm. of the Bible. Email us and we will get to you specific resources we recommend. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for joining us. Look forward to our next episode of Life Group Leaders Lounge. Wherever you're at, we pray God's blessing on you. Have a great, great week.